KMTT, Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Nitzavim Vayelech. The week before Rosh Hashanah, we have the Erev Shabbat program. We'll have Harav Tavori. We're discussing the personality, the outside of Rav Yosef Babad. If you don't know who that is, wait for Rav Tavori's talk. This is the last week before Rosh Hashanah of Tavshin Samachet Ba'aleinu Letova, the new year. We read Pashat Nitzavim Ayedach. Nitzavim is sometimes the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah and sometimes it's the Shabbat of Shabbat Shuvah, the Shabbat after Rosh Hashanah, depending on whether or not there's a Shabbat between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. This year is one of those years where Hazina will be Shabbat Shuvah. We read Nitzavim Ayedach beforehand. And I always feel, although the same thing could be said for Kitavah, but Nitzavim especially. In the beginning, Tem Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem Lifnei Hashem Alokechem. You are all of you standing today before God in order to enter the covenant. And what's so striking about Pashat Nitzavim is the number of times the word Hayom today is repeated. The Torah after all is given to be, to be eternal, to be Netzach. Things obviously take place in time, but you don't have a place where, where God is speaking to Am Yisrael and He says to them, today. And I don't think it means, it couldn't mean in, in, in the context of, of a Pasha in the Torah, you know, 3,000 years ago. It, it's coming to say that it's today, it's now. It's the exact opposite. The reason why it's so emphasized that this Brit is not a Brit, but it's a Brit today, is to make us realize the difference between this and the Britain Sinai. The Britain Sinai really was timeless. The one that takes place in Sefer Shemot at Har Sinai begins in Parshat Yitro and Parshat Mishpatim. That was timeless. And, and we, you and I, are part of the bit, because we're children, because we're part of Am Yisrael, that took place then. The bit in Avot Moab, which is to each and every individual person, Rashechem, Shiftechem, Shotrechem, Kol Ish Israel, Tapchem, Lishechem, Vikacha, Shibisharecha. Each individual, it means not you and I as part of the you and I. So that bit is Hayom. It's eternal in a different sense of the word eternal. It's not timeless, but it's every day. It's now. It's at this moment. It's this second. And the word Hayom is repeated at least a dozen times in this Pasha. Those who are here today and those who are not here today. And this continues throughout the entire the entire Pashan. When we read it Sabimi for Rosh Hashanah, like this year, you feel so strongly, I feel so strongly how the Pasha is saying that we're not just, you know, somehow caught up in tradition. So much of modern Judaism, for modern Jews, who have a degree of loyalty to Jewish tradition, is because of tradition. You know, that's why my father did it, and my grandfather did it, and my great-grandfather did it, so I also do a little bit of it. Some more and some less. 
And, and one of the things which Rosh Hashanah says, Rosh Hashanah is the most traditional of all things because it's based on Briyata Olam. It's based on something which took place as far back as you can possibly go when the world was created. And we say in the Tefillah, Hayom Harat Olam. Today is the birth, the pregnancy of the world. The idea that life is cyclical, that, that the things we celebrate are, 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 are contemporary, they're now. And that's what Pashat Nitzavim, the Brit of Pashat Nitzavim, began already in Kitavo, I admit. But the Brit of Pashat Nitzavim so strongly emphasizes. You don't do things because your father did them. You do things because your grandfather did it. That's maybe why you'd can feel to Pashat Shabbat. But, but the Brit, the covenant, is alive. It's right now. And when we come to Rosh Hashanah, that'll be Hayom, Hayom Harat Olam. Hayom Hazeh, Hayom Ta'amseinu. This day, this day, this very second, we're coming to God. The whole theme of Rosh Hashanah is not to celebrate that God is king, but to culminate God. We place the um, we place the keter. We place the crown on God's head. God is culminated anew by whom? By us. Hayom, by Yom Azeh. There's at least 20 places in Tefillah where we emphasize Ke Hayom Azeh, Hayom Azeh. So I think Pashat Nitzim is really, really good preparation for Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't happen every year, but it happens this year. Really good preparation for Rosh Hashanah. The idea to know that you are standing before God this day and entering a covenant. This day, right now, the second. And then we come to Rosh Hashanah, and this day, right now, you're being judged. Called by Eolam, Ovun Lefanav, Kivnei Maron. God sits in judgment and we stand before Him at this very second. A little bit terrorizing. A little bit comforting. But mostly, all in all, inspiring. Because this day, you stand before God. I now turn over the microphone to Harav Benjamin Tavori for, I guess you could call it the yard side of the week an insight into another personality, another great personality of, uh, of Jewish learning. And today's, today's personality is Harav Yosef Babad. And we'll find out immediately just who that is and what we can learn about him. Harav Tavori. This week is the yard site of Rav Yosef ben Moshe Babad. That name might not sound familiar to many people, including many Tamini Chachamim. However, if we mention the name of the Sefer that was written by Rav Yosef Babad, a new world appears to us. Rav Yosef ben Moshe Babad, the Mechaber, the author of the Sefer Minchas Chinuch. Very, very little is known about his life. When I opened the Encyclopedia Judaica to see what they wrote about him, the first thing they wrote is little is known about him. They know that he was a Polish rabbi and author. The dates of his life are approximately from 1800 to 1874. The, we do know that he was a Rav, a Dayan, in various cities, but 
To the best of my knowledge, we don't know exactly where he learned and from whom he learned. It is known that his father and grandfather were great Tamli Chachamim. His father, Rav Moshe Babad, was a Rav Avbezdin in a city called Peshborsk. His grandfather was the Rav of a city called Tarnopol and also a city of the city of Lublin. He wrote a sefer called Sefer Yehoshua. It might be assumed that he learned at at the house of his father and perhaps with his grandfather, but at least it doesn't seem apparent to me who other rebbe's, other yeshivas, other places where he might have learned are. About him, I would say the I would paraphrase the the famous Yerushalmi in Pshkalim Perek Beis Halacha Hey. And I would explain that, that the biographical details of Rav Moshe, of Rav, Yitz, Rav Yosef, Rav Moshe Babad, Baal Chaschinoch, are not that necessary. His claim to fame, and the reason we remember him so well, is because of this momental, monumental sefer, Minchaschinoch. A new edition was published by Machon Yerushalayim a number of years ago, which, to my mind, changed the nature of learning the Minchas Chinuch. At one time, the Minchas Chinuch was rather poorly printed. It was replete with errors. Many of the Rashi Tevos the, that were used were almost undecipherable. It was very difficult to know what he meant. It seems that he made up his own Rashi Tevos, and sometimes they were even misunderstood by the printer. I have a number of interesting examples of the original edition of the Minchas Chinuch, which reflect a lack of understanding of the printer, and therefore created confusion among among people who learned. When I was learning once the mitzvah of Chadash, so he quoted a Rambam, and it says clearly in the text of the Minchas Chinuch, anybody who has an old edition can check, in the mitzvah of Chadash, the Minchas Chinuch quotes the Rambam in Hilchos Trumas Masros. Now, I don't know what it means, Hilchos Trumas Masros. There is a section in the Rambam called Hilchos Trumas. There's a section in the Rambam called Hilchos Masros, but there's no section together, Hilchos Trumas Masros. So, innocently, I looked for it first in Hilchos Trumas, couldn't find it. Then I went to Hilchos Masros and couldn't find that. So then, I looked at it and I realized that this Rambam could not be found in Hilchos Trumas Masros. Where would it be found? So I found it eventually in Hilchas Tmidim Umusafim. What had happened was the Minchas Chinuch had written Hilchas Tavav Mem. And the printer thought Tavav Mem meant Rumas Masros. But really what it meant was Tmidim Umusafim. Of course, mistakes like this were corrected in this new edition of the Minchas Chinuch published by Machon Yerushalayim. And it made the Minchas Chinuch much more accept- accessible to the public that learned when I opened up the introduction of the new edition of Minchas Chinuch, I assumed that I would find more details about the life of the Minchas Chinuch, and therefore would uh, be able to shed some more light on his past, on his history. And to my surprise, in the, min, in, the Minchas, in the special edition published by Machon Yushalayim, there's a whole chapter about the Sefer Chinuch, 
We all know the identity of the Sefer Chinuch has been in question for many years. Even today, most scholars think they have, many scholars think they have solved the riddle who wrote the Sefer Chinuch, but nevertheless, today the issue is somewhat still in doubt. An article was written about it in discussion, but hardly anything was written about the Minchas Chinuch. But the Minchas Chinuch was was uh, very much learned by people, very well used, and a lot of literature was developed around the Minchas Chinuch, not just in classic Svarim which quote the Minchas Chinuch, <coughs> but a publication was printed years ago that was called Sefer HaShlama a Minchas Chinuch, a collection published by the Schulzinger brothers of various ha'arot, various comments that were made on the Minchas Chinuch by many, very, many famous gedolim, included in those gedolim were the Maharam Sheik, with the Meir Simcha, the Arsameach, Rav Yeruchim Leiner, the Rabbi of Radzin, uh, Rabbi Shavel, the one who's famous for publishing the, the Rambana La Torah, and this book, Sefer HaShlama, collected a number of ha'aros about the Minchas Chinuch. In that edition, there are some more details about the life of the Minchas Chinuch. It says there that the time at which he lived, we can figure it out, 1800 to 1875 or so, those years were years where the Haskala was rampant in Europe. And apparently in the city of Tarnopol, which was a famous city in Galicia, they, uh, they chose the Rav to be the a famous maskil named Rav Shlomo Yehuda Rappaport, better known by his acronym Shear. Now, interestingly enough, the Shear is considered one of the leaders of the Haskalah movement. If a person will open up a picture of Shear, which is found in the Encyclopedia Judaica, you'll see a picture of a person who looks at least like a Hasidic Shebeb. He is dressed in the robes, he has the the the, the beard, he really looks like Hasidic Shereb, yet he was known as a masculine. Apparently, there was a he there was a lot of opposition to him because he was a masculine. On one hand, Shia was the son in law of the Ksaus, and therefore he came with a reputation from a family of traditional Tamanikhachamin. When Shia left Tarnapal, the person who became Rav Tarnapal instead of the Shear, and obviously, if we can somehow feel the mood of the time, the replacement for the for Shear was the Minchas Chinuch, who certainly was not involved in the world of Haskalah. So, we know that there were certain disputes and problems in becoming Rav of Tarnapal, but the Minchas Chinuch did become the Rav of Tarnapal. A few words about the Sefer Minchas Chinuch. My memory from childhood is that I was told that the reason he wrote a perush on the Sefer Chinuch, the Sefer Chinuch, of course, is a Sefer of Rishon. I said before, we're not exactly sure who it was. But the Sefer Chinuch was written according to Parshiot HaShavua, and it lists off the mitzvahs, explains the rationale by the mitzvahs, has a little bit of halach about the mitzvah, and has been a very favorite sefer to learn mitzvahs throughout the ages. Why did the Minchas Chinuch cho- choose the Sefer Chinuch 
to adorn with his comments about the mitzvahs. I was told as a child that that was the only sefer that he owned. At those times, uh, Svayim were not as uh, accessible as they are today. And the legend that I was told was that the Minchas was rather impoverished. And he simply could not afford Svayim. You couldn't get Svayim. The only sefer that he had at home was the Sefer Achinuch. And he used his brilliant memory from the learning in Batei Medrash, in places where there was Svarim, to write his parish at home on the Sefer Achinuch. I remember that it was told to me that was the, one of the reasons he used so many Rashi Tevos. I said he used Rashi Tevos that sometimes are difficult to decipher. And it seems that he made up his own. Some people told me that he actually did it in order to save space. He Every piece of paper, every ink that he used was valuable to him. He was a poor man. So he tried to save money by writing smaller, by writing using, using more Rashi Tevos. However, in the introduction to the Minchas Chinuch that was written by the Minchas Chinuch himself, he says a different reason. He said that when he, even when he was young, he thought about what would happen eventually, He said, they're going to ask me about the mitzvahs and their number. And then he, interest, he mentions an interesting phrase for me. Asher chova al kol Yisrael edautam. The, the Minchas Chinuch right there is an obligation on every single person to know the Tayag Mitzvahs. I find that an interesting comment. I look to see if Rishonim really think there's a special idea besides learning Kola Torah Kula, besides the requirement of learning Torah, is there any special reason to learn the mitzvahs per se? And the Minchas Chinuch in a side comment says, Asher It's a mitzvah for everybody to know them. And he says, because it's the Yisod of Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebechsav, The mitzvahs are the foundation of both Torah Shebechsav, Torah And therefore, the Menchus said, I decided to look to the Gedolim. And I chose the Sefer HaChinuch, which at that time was thought to be written by the Ra'ah. And I thought to write my comments on things that, on issues that everybody would be able to understand. Both Gedolim and Ketanim. And those people that want to learn could use my Sefer. This wish of the Minchas Chinuch was fulfilled. Eventually, after he printed a Sefer, or to be more specific, a printer came later to print his Sefer, the Sefer became extremely popular. Many Shiurim, many Chaburos, have been devoted to the Minchas Chinuch. Last year, there was a Erev uh, Zikaron, an evening of, of, of memory, a memorial service for, the, for one of the old Rabbanim of Yeshiva University, Rabbi Vigdor Zipperstein. And it was mentioned there how he began Shi'urim in Minchas Chinuch in Kew Gardens. That year was begun approximately 40 years ago. And they learned Minchas Chinuch. And I assume this is just one example of many, many Chaburos, many groups that learned Minchas Chinuch. And that Chabura has, has continued for over 40 years. It's true that Rav Avigdar Tziperstein Zecher Tzadik Levracha was not privileged to continue with this Minchas Chinuch for all those years. But they told me that he'd been learning this Minchas Chinuch regularly in a Chabura for 40 years. 
Why was the Sefer so popular? Rav Salavechik mentioned in the Isha Halacha that of the Svarim that Reb Chaim kept and used, one of them was the Minchas Chinuch, or he mentions there actually in a footnote that the reason the Minchas Chinuch might have been so famous, so well known, is because it covers the entire gamut of Torah. It doesn't relate only to the mitzvahs of Nashim Nezikin, which was the traditional meat and potatoes of the yeshiva world to learn the Mesechtas in Nashim Nezikin, but it rather encompassed the entire Torah. And a person could, who could learn Menachas would get a general knowledge of, of the mitzvahs and a general understanding. Of course, the intellectual challenge that was thrown down by the Minchas Chinuch, caused many people to enjoy learning that Sefer because it was a challenge to understand what he said, but almost even greater, it's a challenge to add comments, to discuss with him, to argue with him. And uh, as I said, a whole literature was developed about arguing in comments on the Minchas Chinuch, which I said were collected, for example, in the Sefer HaShlama, the Minchas Chinuch. The uh, one example that I'd like to point out in because it's now uh, the time of Rosh Hashanah, is uh, a comment that the Sefer, the Minchas Chinuch, made about the Rambam Hilchus Tshuva. And of course, Rav Salavechik argued with this. The uh, Rambam seems to say in Hilchus Tshuva that the mitzvah say of Tshuva is vidui. The mitzvah of Tshuva is to recite the vidui, but there is no mitzvah per se of doing tshuva. That was the opinion of the Minchas Chinuch, that the Rambam really did not think there was a mitzvah of tshuva. And the mitzvah is only vidui. The uh, other achronim, the Avodas HaMelech, Rav Kuk, and others agreed with the principle of Minchas Chinuch, that according to the Rambam, there is no mitzvah of tshuva. The Minchas Chinuch was the first that I know of that quoted the famous Rambam in Hilchas Ishus. When you say me merchak tavi lachma to go ask a kash on the Rama milchas shuvah milchas ishus shows a tremendous breadth of knowledge as well as a sharp eye to notice something like this. The Gemara in Kedushin says that if a person says Kedushin, does Kedushin to a woman and he makes a tnai, amanash anitzadik, the Gemara says that Mikudeshas. Why? Because perhaps he thought of doing tshuva. A person made a stipulation. If I'm a tzaddik, then the woman is Mikudeshas to me. Hareyat Mikudeshas the Amanashani tzaddik. So the Ramam paskins like that, but the Ram adds one word, of course, the Suffolk Mikudeshas. I can't say she's definitely Mikudeshas. I think maybe the tshuva. I don't know if he did tshuva. And the Gemara says, here tshuva belibo, because perhaps he thought of doing tshuva. The Minchas Chinuch asked the question. You see from here, that if a person thought of doing tshuva, that's sufficient. He becomes a tzaddik. Whereas according to the Rambam, the mitzvah say is vidui. So how could it be that you must say vidui? It's not to think vidui, you must say it. So how could the Gemara say, Chashinu Shemir Tshuva Belibo? This was the kash of the Minchas Chinuch. Now, Salavechik, of course, answered this question by saying, and he quoted, he related to the Minchas Chinuch, but he answered the question by saying that there are two separate issues. There's the issue of doing tshuva, and the mitzvah of saying vidui. But the Rav felt that there was a mitzvah of doing tshuva. There is a mitzvah to do tshuva, and the way to do it is through vidui. In his words, the masa mitzvah is to say vidui, but the kiyuma mitzvah, what mitzvah do I actually fulfill? I fulfill the mitzvah of tshuva. So a person who thought tshuva, maybe he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of vidui, but he certainly is considered about tshuva. He did the kiyuma mitzvah, he became about tshuva, without 
doing the mitzvah of vidui. Nevertheless, we would consider him a tzaddik amar, a person who has more mitzvahs, more zechios than averos, is considered a tzaddik amar. So as we prepare for Rosh Hashanah, as we prepare for Yom Kippur, we should remember that this particular issue, a person can do tshuva and become a tzaddik gamur. Lechatchila, the best way according to Ramam, of course, is by saying vidui. But the kiyama mitzvah, the idea of fulfilling the mitzvah in your heart, is the essence of tshuva. We were listening to Rabbi Yamin Tavori discussing the author of the Minchat Chinuch, the Minchas Chinuch, whose real name was, indeed, Rabbi Yosef Babad, a figure extremely well known to those uh, in, 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 in Shiva circles and learning. Although his name is less well known, I want to take this, this opportunity, even though I'm sure I'll have another before Shabbat to wish you not only a Shabbat Shalom but also a Shana Tova, Chatima Tova, and we should all be merit to have a Shana Tova, Shnat Shalom, Shnat Osha, both individually and also. Fakal Yisrael, Shalashal Shal Shalom, Bracha, Vigula. Shabbat Shalom will be back next week. You were listening to KMTT, broadcasting from Yeshivat Haritzion in Alon Shut. Ki Mitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Mirushalayim. Kol Tu Shalom.